0: A woman's face, with nature's own hand painted, hast thou the master mistress of my passion. A woman's gentle heart, but not acquainted with shifting change, as is false woman's fashion. An eye more bright than theirs, less false and rolling, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. A man in hue, all hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes and women's souls amazeth. And for a woman wert thou first created, till nature, as she wrought thee, fell a doting. And by addition, me of thee defeated, by adding one thing to my purpose, nothing. But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be their love, and thy love's use their treasure. Welcome to Outside of a Dog's Sonnet Fortnight, where we discuss why Shakespeare's sonnets are actually really good.
1: Hi and welcome to our next Shakespeare Sonnet mini-episode. Today we are discussing Sonnet 20. And in his notes for this episode, Jonas wrote down the little sentence, This is so gay. Now, Jonas, is this the reason why you chose this poem? Because it is addressed to the fair youth, but this time it is much more explicit in its, let's say, romantic inclination towards this fair youth.
0: Well, just after So Gay, I wrote down So Dirty. (laughs) That's basically why I love this. There's a lot of discussion. Was Shakespeare gay? Was he bisexual? Well, no, because these categories make no sense. But would we think of the kinds of things that Shakespeare probably did and experienced as straight or gay or bi today? Well, also, that makes no sense, because we don't know what he experienced, except for that we can surmise that he had a couple of heterosexual encounters with his wife Anne Hathaway because they had children. Still, I think it is intriguing to think about sexuality as a fluid thing, both in our time, but even more so in early modern time. It's a thing that I've kind of specialised on in my studies of history... And I find it really amazing how, on the one hand, people were really uptight about it, but also very relaxed about it in just very different ways than we are today. And that is so very alien. I I feel very oftentimes that early modernity, the Renaissance, is modernity. It is very modern. But the attitude to sexuality is so fundamentally different to ours. And here in this sonnet, it is amazing. The, the, The very construction, the master mistress of my passion. You could read this as a 14-line poem just saying, no homo, I really like you, but like, not in a gay way. (laughs) But it is, well, even though I said it's not subtle, I mean, fricked thee out for women's
1: pleasure. Get it? Get it? Shakespeare is a great fan of the word prick in all its meanings and connotations.
0: But it still has this subtlety of, on the one hand thinking, yeah, I like this, but on the other hand thinking, I'm not really sure about it. And even in a world where we have very strictly prescribed gender roles and sexuality roles, where we're expected to know, this is my orientation and I'm sticking with it. Well, you know, sometimes these questions come up.
1: I mean, Shakespeare himself basically thematizes this questioning of sexuality. Because let's not forget, this is still a sonnet. A sonnet, even at that time, was quite clearly a love poem. A love poem written by, of course, a man for a woman. The Petrarchan ideal, the lauretta you write about.
0: Usually a woman you were not actually romantically involved with, but that you were pining for at a distance, you know, just to be extra creepy.
1: I mean, this is not that much different from Sonnet 18. Many people would be surprised to hear that Sonnet 18 is also about a boy. Sonnet 20 is just more explicit and at the same time more complex because it is basically a kind of meta sonnet, a sonnet about what you usually expect from a sonnet. And then it says, yeah, well, it doesn't really work here, does it? And this makes this really, really interesting. It's maybe not as fluid as Sonnet 18. It is more heady in a certain way. This strange mixture of being quite abstract and then quite dirty. But it makes it very, very interesting. And yeah, still quite close to the more romantic, better-known poem.
0: I also find this very interesting, not just because it's kind of gay, kind of dirty... It is also incredibly
1: misogynistic, of course.
0: And, I mean, I praised Shakespeare in our Macbeth episode for writing complex women, but we should remember, he was maybe ahead of his time in some ways, but definitely still a child of his time. And the way that women are seen here as, you know, shifting change, false women's fashion... Yeah, he doesn't think very highly of women. Which might be the reason as well why he thinks, yeah, maybe it's just better to fall in love with a man. Uh, And especially when you then read the Dark Lady sonnets, which get really vile sometimes, where he basically calls her fucking ugly and he's like, seriously, why do I even love you? You are such a cow. It just sounds like the fair youth was a lot more pleasant for him to look at. Maybe. Maybe. I also found this quite interesting because, well, as I said, you know, even though I think we both fairly know what we want from life and what we want in our sexuality, still sometimes it is confusing. And I remember this production of As You Like It that you and I were both in, which was an all-male production where you played the Duke and I played both the wrestler and Audrey the Goatherd. It was also the only time that I was half-naked on stage and it was the only time that I kissed another man on stage. And... I just thought back to that production where a lot of half-dressed men were backstage and people were walking...
1: Jonas, Jonas, what are you trying to say?
0: It's just, you know, it's weird sometimes and you look at people and they're dressed like a woman, or they're dressed like a man, even though they're a woman, or sometimes all this gender-bending going on backstage. No wonder you get a bit confused about your sexuality, especially in Elizabethan England, where this is happening all the time. And I mean, actors are a randy bunch as it is, And when you then add the whole drag component to it, that's just, uh, homosexual acts are bound to happen, I think.
1: Well, maybe we should go to the next sonnet, which is incidentally about theatre and acting. So that's a good segue away from this rather uncomfortable topic. So, see you tomorrow for Sonnet 23. Thank you very much for listening.
0: For more information, visit outsideofadogcast.com.